You all know what time it is. It is Georgia, Florida week. We are kicking things off. I'm going to give you the definitive, definitive preview before we get later on the week. We do official prediction. But here just to let you know, uh, Florida's not good. Georgia is. Let's go handle business, shall we? You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody. This is Lockdown Bulldogs, part of Lockdown Podcast. Now we're your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. I am Clint. Daniel's out of town, but he's going to be back just in time so we can actually, you know, enjoy the stomping that we are going to give Florida. Down at the cocktail party, uh, it's exciting. This week is hate week. Let us hate Florida together this week. Uh, follow us over on Twitter, Dogs Podcast, as well as Hit that subtext. Get over to YouTube if you are listening to audio. And if you're on the, the video side, go over to the audio and subscribe as well. Uh, we are talking all things Georgia football as we gear up for this cocktail party that is coming on Saturday. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we do have you know Uncle Gary on the call, which I understand. Just don't engage. Um, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. Uh, but we're here to talk about uh, three things today. One, we're going to talk about how Georgia has looked thus far and a couple things that people are losing their minds about still to this date. We are this far into the season and people are still losing their minds about uh, really kind of silly things. We're going to talk about that. Secondly, we're going to get to why Florida is bad. I'm going to talk about, yes, they've. we're going to go through the schedule. We're going to see how Florida has done. We're going to see that apparently everybody calling Mertz the, the next great SEC quarterback. This is bad. It's a bad take. We're going to talk about why that's a bad take. And then third, we're going to hit a little bit around the league, talking about by way of talking about Florida's opponents as well as Georgia's opponents, who has done well, who has not done well, and then how the SEC is changing before our eyes. This just in, Tennessee is still bad. If you're uh, over on the audio side, I'm showing my 41-0 t-shirt for the drubbing that we gave Tennessee a couple years ago. Um, look, Tennessee is bad. Bama still Bama. Uh, I don't know. We're seeing the decline, but they're not Tennessee bad. Um, Ole Miss went into Jordan Her and realized just how difficult that place is to play. We're going to talk about that in the third segment. But let us begin. Let us start talking about our good friend, my friend and your friend. If you don't understand who Dog Stats is, go over on Twitter, find Dog Stats. This man is a treasure trove of understanding of, of analytics, metrics, things that measure, things that succeed, things that show us just how bad, just how good teams are, what a good win and what a good, uh, a bad loss is uh, and how those things work out. And I'm going to start here. He, he put out over on Twitter uh, for us again, treasure trove. This guy is fantastic. Please go follow him. This is what he tweeted today. Two teams have offensive yards per play of greater than seven yards and defensive yards per play of less than five. Okay. So here's what they on offense a per play yardage over seven yards. And on defense, you're giving up less than five yards per play. There are two teams, one, two teams that have that currently. One of them is Georgia. The other is Oregon. Those two, and then Washington, Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame, LSU, 
the only Power 5 teams with a net yards per play of two plus. Meaning, you take how much yards you give up per play on defense, how many yards you give up, or how much you gain on offense per play. The difference of that, Georgia, Oregon, Washington, Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame, LSU, only Power 5 teams to net greater than two, the distance between those two numbers. Here's what this means, and here and here's what we've been trying to tell you this entire season. We understand Georgia is not what it was last year defensively. I, I had a little mea culpa. I had a little, you know, uh, admittance, a little looking into a candle, a little putting on some robes. If you're a longtime listener to the podcast, I had some heart to heart with myself and realized this defense is not what I thought it was going to be. Okay, I understand. But it's not as bad as y'all making it. Like, sincerely, I'm going to list you defenses that have a better yards per play than Georgia. Just kind of a, a smattering, if you will. Georgia, again, giving up 4.39 yards per play on defense. Ohio State, 3.93. Very good. Michigan, 4.18. UCLA. I told you UCLA had a good defense. 4.34. Penn State, 3.67. Duke, who, by the way, Duke just, my goodness, 4.69 yards per play. That's close to where Georgia's at. Clemson, 4.3. Alabama, 4.56. That's higher than Georgia. I thought Alabama had the best defense in the SEC. Do you see what I'm saying? Now, there are teams that have it better. Again, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, giving up less yards per play than Georgia. But Georgia is in that top five, top 10 defensive discussion. Net 2.74. Oregon's got 3.08. Washington, 2.9. Georgia, 2.74. Difference between those two. And then it goes down from there. Guys, we are the third best team as it pertains to net. Our offense is gaining 7.13 yards per play offensively. LSU and Washington, two of the best offenses in the entire college football landscape, 8.09 yards per play. Okay. Georgia's right in there with USC on offensive yards per play. Guys, I don't know how to break this to you. I don't know how to tell you. I don't know how to let you down easy, so I'm not going to. Georgia is great defensively. Yes, you heard me. Now, compared to what we were the last two years, are we that great? No, we are not. That is historic level, elite great. Are we great compared to everybody else in college football? Yes, it's definitive. It's not an argument. It's not a, well, you never know. The one problem we have seen so far in this Georgia defense is getting getting a pass rush. We have not graded out well, getting a pass rush going. We have not seen guys flash. That is true. I understand it's difficult. It's hard. Yes. But this just in, we are still getting the job done at stopping teams from gaining yards. And that, if I remember correctly, again, keeping them off the scoreboard and keeping them from gaining yards. Let's talk about uh, what we've seen Points per game. Points per game. Georgia, 40.1 points per game. Same as Washington. But Washington's the best offense in all college football. Well, we have as many points as they do per game. Less than us, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Michigan, Miami, UCL. I mean, guys, LSU's 47.4. We're 40.7. 
Oregon's 47 points per game. Defense giving up 14 points per game. The teams that are better than us, Michigan, Ohio State, which, by the way, go look at go look at their games. Go, please go look at their games. I'm here to tell you. I'm here to break it to you. As we look forward to this hate week, Georgia's a good football team. We're a very, very good football team. We have the offense. We have the defense. Don't sit there lazily saying how bad we are. It's not. It doesn't become you. It's not a good look, Florida fan. Thanks for being here, by the way, Florida fan. We appreciate you. Uh, we're going to come back after these and talk more about this game, this rivalry that has become... Well, except for Kyle Trask and Dan Mullen, which we're going to get to here in a second uh, as well. Uh, Georgia should be continuing the dominance as of late. But first, these. And these are, in fact, athletic brews. Athletic brews are fantastic. Why are they fantastic? Well, what if I was to tell you that down at the cocktail party, it's going to be a, a it's going to be a wild time. You know it. I know it. We all know it. But what if I were to tell you that when you are enjoying yourself, those adult beverages, those brews, what if I were to tell you that you can have fantastic tasting brews, but with no alcohol? That's exactly what athletic brewing is. Athletic brewing is award-winning. I'm not making this up. They went toe-to-toe with other alcoholic brews. Turns out people prefer the taste of athletic brewing with no alcohol as opposed to that, which did. Athletic brewing, get over there right now, non-alcoholic brews. They're fantastic. They're delicious. They're everything that you want in a brew. Great taste check. No alcohol, so you don't have to uh, go through the entire time trying to figure out ways to pregame your entire day before. Why, why do you want to do that? Don't pregame the entire day before. Athleticbrewing.com promo code locked on 15% off your first order. That's athleticbrewing.com slash locked on for 15% off your entire order. Athleticbrewing.com All right, here's what else we're talking about. We're talking about just how bad Florida is. Now, the same stats I just gave you about Georgia, how good we are. Yes, we are good. Carson Beck doing some things. Brock Bowers doing some things. But again, for the national media, that is lazy. For Sam Acho, which, please, we enjoy football. Like, I enjoy football. Pat McAfee, Sam Acho, Des, Desmond Howard, they all sit in a camp of hating football. Liking self, man, do those guys like themselves. Holy geez, they love themselves. Do they enjoy football? Questionable. And here's why I say that. No, Caleb Williams and Brock Bauer shouldn't sit out because they're competitors, they're football players. They are not you, Sam. They're not. You can make these calls because you're just a weird dude on social media. And you're just a guy who wants to talk all day long. These guys want to play. And if they don't want to play, they're not football players. And if they're not football players, they're commentators. And if they're commentators, they're going to run their mouths. That's what they should do. You keep doing you, but please don't ruin football for us. Or this, this is what I should say. Please, people, don't don't listen to him. Don't follow him. I, I Excuse me, by the way, for that. Let's talk about how bad Florida is. Here's how bad Florida is. Let's get to the yards per play, the offensive defensive side. Again, dog stats is where you need to go. Twitter dog stats. Great dude. Love him to death. Here's what he's given us. I'm going to go to Florida and how they have fared, where they stand. And guys, this just in, it's not, it's not great. It's not glorious. It's not what you want to see if you're a Florida fan, if you're a Gator fan. But here's where they are offensive yards per play 6.2 now that's not half bad offensively defense 5.73 again one more time georgia has 7.13 yards per play offensively florida 6.2 
nearly a yard difference. Georgia, 4.39 defensively. Florida, 5.73. That's not great. That's more than it, more than that yard. We're already two yards net right there. Difference between all of us, only, only six teams do that entire college football. We're already doing that past Florida already. Net is 0.47. So the difference between the teams, the, Florida, yards per play, and the teams they play is half a yard difference per play. Now, again, that adds up over time, I understand. But if you're talking points per game, 29.1 points per game, Florida's averaging, and 20 points given up. That's a nine-point differential. Nine points. Georgia is not nine-point differential between, or 26-point differential. Nine to 26-point differential. Half a yard is what their difference is. Ours is over two. Florida does not have the same type of offense as you think. Now, I thought they had a good rushing game. It turns out they don't have the best rushing game. They have a mediocre and they have an okay passing game. And Mertz at times changes things up. I actually thought they had a great rush defense. Turns out they don't have a fantastic rush defense. Turns out their pass defense is a little better on Florida side of things. But if you're looking at, if you don't like the numbers, if you're like, okay, Clint, stop, stop boring me. Okay, fine. I'll give you teams that they're close to. I'll give you teams that are in the same sphere as Florida, right? They're peers, if you will. They're not on the same page. Literally, you have to turn the page to get from Georgia to Florida. Here are the teams that they're close to. Iowa State, how are they doing this year? How are they own Cyclones doing? Okay, then Florida, then Mississippi State, Texas Tech, Washington State, Pittsburgh. Wisconsin is above Ohio State. These are their peers. Georgia Tech, Cincinnati. Florida is closer to Georgia Tech than it is to Georgia. Florida is closer to Illinois and West Virginia than it is Georgia. Now, there are teams on this list who are, I'll say it, close. Uh, Utah is yards per play of offense, 5.2. Yards per play of defense, 5.0. Okay, that Utah has a really stingy defense. Their offense is awful and atrocious. And they're winning games. They just beat USC. They're timely. So is this all to say, well, Florida has no shot? No, no, no that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. But if you were to compare what their performance is on the field, not what I think, not what I subject, not what I pontificate, not what is lazily cooking up in my head just one day as I'm thinking. But if you're actually looking at what happens on the field, Georgia is head and shoulders above Florida. Florida is down in the dumps with a Cincinnati, with West Virginia, teams like that that aren't producing great on the field. And yes, Utah can go ahead and get some things going. That has more to do with Kyle Whittingham than anything else. But Kyle Whittingham and Billy Sunbelt Napier are not the same. I'll take Kyle every single day of the week. I won't take Billy Napier. Guys, Florida is not good. Georgia is Florida has played. If you want to look at even who they're playing and we'll look at this point differential of nine points per game. They played Utah, got embarrassed as we said they would. Now that was at Utah hard, hard place to play. Admittedly. Then McNeese, then Tennessee, they won. Okay. That's great. Tennessee came down the swamp, Florida handle business, Charlotte. Let's throw that out. Kentucky went to Kentucky. Turns out Billy Napier doesn't know how to coach on the road. Vanderbilt at home won that one. Then went to South Carolina, almost messed around and lost that one. Again, took some some people calling Mertz the next great SEC quarterback to pull out that magic. Again, South Carolina, who, by the way, not good. We said they were going to regress. I took the under on the win totals before the season because I knew South Carolina was not going to be good. There was going to be some regression. Rattler can't do everything on his own. That defense suffered a lot of inconsistencies. That offensive line, my goodness, injuries everywhere. They're not gelling. They're not doing anything good. 
Florida is only beating those teams by an average of nine points. That's the margin. While we are out here stomping teams 26 points, if the spread wasn't so high, uh, we would average a, a better uh, uh, better betting record, I should say, and we would have more cash in our pockets. But uh, Florida's not the same. The Gators aren't the same. And this proves it. This is showing us what is happening. We're going to come back after this. We're going to talk about maybe some things about the SEC and maybe some Missouri thing and why Billy Napier uh, should be embarrassed for himself coming into this cocktail party and why we should, should handle things handle our business and win this game right after this. Right after this is prize picks. Prize pick is the largest independently owned fantasy daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Easiest and most exciting way to play daily sports fantasy. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of batting, uh, betting against thousands and others of players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less. Then two to six player stat projections and wait for the winnings to roll on in. Prize picks is the most fun that we've had. Daniel and I are on there and we are winning up to 25 times money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on the projected stats and place your entry. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and enormous selection of players and stat types. What makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app? Get over there right now. Please, please, please. That's fantastic. Take your knowledge of, of football and get on over there. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for first deposit match up to $100. That's right. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Get there now. Prize picks, the best daily sports fantasy out there. All right. We talked about Florida, we talked about how bad they are. We talked about how good Georgia is. We talked about the peer company. Georgia is an elite company, top three team in that. Again, only one other team in the entire nation has the yards per play difference that we do. Washington, that's it. Oregon's up there, but they give up a couple more. Ohio State, again, good, good, good teams. Florida's not in the good teams category. Now, it is rivalry. It is something different, but this just in, like, y'all messing around and y'all talking about Florida this week, and we should because it's Florida hate week. I understand. Uh, big storyline. And, and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. We said, can Georgia make it its way through this schedule, this very, very difficult schedule. If pupil didn't decide to go ahead and just hate good things, my gosh, y'all know how bad it is to be pupil right now. You came out there and you just threw everything you can fist pumping down the sideline against Alabama and you couldn't help yourself but come out and do what you always do. My goodness, write the coffee table book about first half. You and old broken foot Beamer himself can write a memoir together. Maybe a joint little ghostwriting. You ghostwrite each other's biography against how you can win in the first half. My gosh. Cupel couldn't do anything in the second half. Uh, again, we never doubted Alabama couldn't play defense. They're good defensively. They are very, very good defensively. Tennessee showed out in the first half through all that they could. But this just in, um, Shane Beamer is not the great SEC quarterback or, um, uh, uh, coach, um, even with his quarterback, Spencer Rattler. Nick Saban's on the decline. Stoops out here running his mouth, talking all sorts of nonsense, losing games. How about this? How about the old CPA himself? The old, the old drink of its magic over at Missouri doing work. 
Now, this is quite incredible. Drinkovitz is what I think everybody thought Billy Napier was going to be. Drinkovitz uh, is a guy who does analytics and stats and is and is not intimidating by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, came from lower ranks up to the SEC. Do you see some similarities between Sunbelt Billy? I know Sunbelt Billy likens himself to some heavyweight boxer that can push people around. You can't, dude, stop. It's embarrassing. But Drinkovitz understands who he is, knows what his task is. Uh, and guys, he is coaching them up and he is dialing. That offense is good. They have the best wide receiver in all SEC, top Five wide receiver in the entire nation. No argument. Zero argument there. You can find it with anybody. A defense that is big, strong, fast, physical. An offense that is doing amazing work. Now, it's going to be interesting because like we've seen Washington this last week. Washington messed around with theirs. I just, I don't know what you're doing, Washington. Like, talk about a letdown. Talk about coming out here, playing your best game, and then playing one of the worst games. But Y'all, they put up on film something that you can go against that offense and attack them. Penix was not as great as he was advertised to be in that game, and great quarterbacks need to elevate themselves. Kayla Williams, you can't do it, I understand. But this is wild to me, that that Washington, the, the offensive juggernaut, somebody game plan, somebody watched film enough, somebody, oh, I don't know, had some time to look at what they do and get after them after a, a big spot somewhere. Florida was looking at or Washington was looking at Oregon. Missouri is in a couple weeks. Okay, I understand. It's hate week. It's Florida week. Concentrate that on. I'm not a player. I'm not a coach. So I can look forward to Missouri. I can. I can do two things at once. Two things can be true at once, as we're famous for saying on this podcast. Missouri is going to be a problem, a real, real, real big problem. And Drinkovitz is a great coach. I hate saying that. He's a great coach. He's an offensive mind. He gets the uh, ball in a playmaker's hands. Cook is not a great quarterback, and he is making him look like one. He is everything that we thought Sun, not not we, I mean, we national media types who, by the way, don't listen to national media types who don't know how to cover sports. They just talk. We thought Sunbelt Billy was going to be that. Florida fans are all over here, by the way. Hi, Scully Ready. How y'all doing? He's not anything like Drinkovitz is better than him. Drinkovitz is putting him in a locker. Drinkovitz is doing the thing with he's making more. He's developing players. He's getting offensive systems. He's putting the ball in the playmaker's hands. It's quite incredible what he is doing. Let's focus on Florida. Let's go through cocktail week. I think we're going to handle them, but Missouri's a good squad. They're a very good squad. And comparatively, it's embarrassing to see Sunbelt Billy not be what everybody thought is going to be a Florida. Uh, a couple of amusings. Um, man. It seems like Sam Pittman's time at Arkansas is coming to an end after the season. It seems like he's done after this season. I just am going to call it right now. I hate saying that. I really, really do hate saying that. USC, you're an embarrassment, and we knew you would be, and we thank you for doing you. Thank you, Caleb Williams, for doing you. Thank you, Lincoln Riley, for showing us out. Uh, here's my final musings. Here's my playoff prediction. This is just for the 199. If you're not part of the 199, you're a loyal third segment listener. You're here anyway, so welcome to the 199. You're here. You're it. Congratulations. Here's my prediction. Oklahoma, making the college football playoff. Florida State, making the college football playoff. Georgia, making the college football playoff. Washington, making the college football playoff. Those are my teams. That's who I have. Not Ohio State, not, not Penn State, not Michigan. I think Michigan messes around. I really, really do. There's just too much. If I know anything about Harbaugh, there's too much hype. He's going to ruin it as well. This has been Locked On Bulldogs by Locked On Podcast Network. Every single day we're covering them dogs. We will see you guys next time. See ya.